Osiris. Hey, Osiris listeners. We want to tell you about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD who support this show. Sunset Lake CBD is a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with sleep and stress without breaking the bank. If you haven't tried CBD before, take it from me, it's a game changer. I use Sunset Lake's tincture every night before I go to bed, helping me get solid, restful sleep. And their gummies are great for daytime. Check out their new Good Vibes gummies, which have just a bit of hemp-derived THC to help you relax and unwind. Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to customers. They have tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even pet products. By the way, their CBD chocolate fudge is awesome. Check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use coupon code TIME for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. Loyalty, described as, do you care? And I care, and that's why I'm on this show. Comes a time, here we go. <laughs> I'm a sucker for O'Teal, man. It's all that same feeling that I have, that would he fill the void that I didn't even know existed. It feels so good to, as Ben said, to try to do something about an issue as opposed to complaining. If you can't help, don't hurt. If we could just all get out there and throw cream puffs at each other, maybe things would, instead of bullets and, and <laughs> angry words, it would be better. When you stop laughing, you stop living. There's a worldwide surge in interest in mushrooms. It was deep, man. It's not that TM makes your mind quiet down there. It already is. We're just stuck up here. We've lost access. I'm jumping Jack Flash came out by the stones. So I thought, all right, perfect, man. I'm gonna drive, and I started driving through the neighborhood, and I got, I got a text from Mick Jagger. <laughs> People saying that you know what we do is non-essential. Well, playing those few gigs that yeah. you saw me at felt pretty essential to me. It wasn't like they were clapping from here. Is they were clapping from here. My view of things is that death, death is the last and best reward for a life well lived. Like you gotta, it's the strangest of places if you look at it right, you know? If you're liking what you're hearing, head on over to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get your bus pass for an extra episode every week. <laughs> Who's that? Put him on. Throw him on. Let's. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah what's the voice of the guy who wears those glasses? <laughs> Let's hear it. You just entered the ring. They hand you the mic. Talks very quietly, and then out of nowhere, he gets really loud, <laughs> <laughs> and then stares deep into the crowd. Stone face. <laughs> <laughs> the psychedelic warrior. I know. I actually could do it right now if I had all the the wardrobe, but I really shouldn't give it away. Yeah. Just yet. Not the full thing. But uh Nigel got these for his birthday party. These were he wore those at his birthday band. party? And they had a big blue headband that said Megan Boys. So that's why I wanted to shout out to Megan Boys again for blowing up Nigel's birthday party. Hell yeah, that was sick, dude. That's so funny you were talking. I was thinking about that, the dancing and, and all of that. It's pretty wild. What a fun <laughs> birthday, man. What a fun birthday. 
especially the guy that danced standing on his head, but then lifted up his hand. So he was not balancing on anything but his head and doing his arms and legs like this. I was like, wait a minute. So it bonkers. Awesome. Hey, did awesome. you see that? Did you taking um, parkour classes? Well, Nigel, you know, <laughs> I love that you're wearing those shades too. I know I should take them. Up. Oh, it's hilarious! <laughs> I think it's great. he does parkour all if over. If the, the vibe house. hits, put them on. <laughs> yeah. Those are vibe shades. When the warrior comes back, <laughs> when um, my future gets too bright. <laughs> <laughs> he does parkour all over the house and it's maddening and there's a little uh like a natural ledge and then yeah. drop off you know in the like kitchen where the breakfast table is and the couch is down and right on the others so it's the perfect thing for like going off the top ropes and wrestling wow yeah he's yeah been doing since before i was watching wrestling <laughs> so then he got on the parkour and now it's just everything he tries to go everywhere without even touching the floor that's a floor is lava thing so i found a place where you can do it that has mats because i thought he's going to break his ankles and stuff yeah a yeah twist or sprain or you know something like it's there's, it's not built for that here <laughs> so we i've it's called jump twist ninja i took a Man, everything but the swinging from stuff because we don't have that at home. Yeah, he, yeah. He would have went straight to the senior class. You know? <laughs> Fearless, dude. Oh my god! Invincible. And the mats. I tried to buy the mats. They're really expensive. Really? I, it's it's cheaper to sign them up for like the classes. Yeah, they're really because wow. I would have lined the whole house with them. Oh, of course. Like, yeah. Yeah, just you know, a padded house. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> Dude, you see some people and it's like, I don't know. And also with the quality of video now and the fact that you could wear like a 4K camera like on your forehead and like stand at the edge of a bit like the space needle. Like I'm like sitting in the, you know, in my living room watching TV, like the phone, like getting vertigo or whatever. But I was thinking about how like how did parkour even like begin? You know, I mean, like, how does that even someone look at a building and go like i want to scale that with no like just run and like run up it basically like i don't know it's just amazing to look at some are so extreme i really think it begins in childhood because first of all you have the total fearlessness yeah there's yeah. no there's nothing saying well i can't really do it maybe i could fly you know <laughs> <laughs> the bird did yeah. Some people have, you know, others have that natural fear, like Kavi was, uh-uh, you know. But um, Nigel, <laughs> he's like, not so much. Let's see, you know. <laughs> we'll do a little one. <laughs> so I think it starts there, like, and then it turns out you actually can. I mean, look at all it's the wild. bicycle and skateboard stuff, and I'm like, I wonder how many bumps he had to take to perfect that one. Like, <laughs> You know, like, wow. Every time I watch possible. Yeah. Every time I watch any of those things, I'm like, when did you number one, think that you could do that? And then how many times did you almost die practicing? Like, I mean, just tightrope walking the Grand Canyon. What the hell? Like how anybody that knows anything about wind, if you've done anything, if you're an outdoorsy person, you realize how strong wind is. 
Oh like, yeah, dude. And yeah. you're gonna tightrope across for even like a hundred feet. <laughs> Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. It's nuts, One dude. One like, wow. You know, it takes planes down. I've had a friend die in a Cessna because. The wind. You know, it's yeah. a, the Cessna's a lot bigger than you. I just, Be- man, yeah. Because we're ants and mosquitoes, <laughs> you know, and it's, we don't like realize that until I'll tell you, I did a hike. One of the first real big hikes I did in Colorado, Twin Sisters Peak. It was like 11,000 feet or something. I went by myself. And right when I got up above tree line and I'm kind of standing up there, I'm like having just this beautiful moment. And then the wind hit and it was like, like just a quick burst. And it almost kind of like jarred me. And I was like, Oh, this could end any second. Like, wow. You know, and the trail, when you get up above timberline, those, those like switchbacks and stuff, like you're kind of looking down. See, this it's, is where it's, if I was with you, I was like, so look, we're supposed to keep going now after the wind pushes me. <laughs> I'm like, the wind's going to push me off the ledge. Like, dude, it is a, such another <laughs> world up there, man. Like, yeah, let's see we, it in pictures. <laughs> well, someone's got to go up there and take the pictures, man. Let you them know? do it. I'll put on the <laughs> VR shit and, you know, like, just eat wow. chips on your, on your, uh, in a pool float. <laughs> That's my wife, man. You and her, she's like, 
we're doing this. Like, Dude, I'll tell you what. I forget. I'll have to ask my buddy what trail it was. But like, we went up pretty high again. And it's like, you know, for people who've hiked, you know what I'm talking. Like, you get above. It's weird. Yeah. You could be in Colorado and everything is green yeah. and like and like lush and like <laughs> and, and and then you start to get to a point where like trees get like gnarly and craggy and it's yeah. like you're in the desert but like nine thousand feet dead. in the air yeah. everything's yeah. dead and you're like oh yeah. my god you know like but then you get above even that and you're like oh, i'm on the moon now like this is totally <laughs> weird and the the snow has like a purple crust on it from like i don't know maybe lack of oxygen or whatever but <laughs> there was this one time we were hiking oteal Oh my God, dude. It looked like Narnia, first of all. Like it was yeah, just yeah. like massive boulders and giant, like, yeah. you know, peak after peak. And I'm just like blown away. And I'm incredibly winded because I smoked like. I was like going to say, it, I couldn't breathe, I bet. I was walking like, you know, just breathing heavy. But then out of nowhere, dude, I'm talking out of nowhere, like a massive hailstorm, just like, I mean, wind and hail and everything. And me and my buddy, out of necessity, like ran into like a rock, like a, like a, thank a, God it was there. I mean, literally thank God it was there. I don't know what we would have done. And it came ripping through and the sky just turned from like blue to just jet black. And we just hid underneath a rock. Never even considered like, Oh, a family, a mountain lion could just be like hanging out in there or whatever. We just dove right in and then realized like, Oh, no bears. Thank God. But we hung out in there and watched this, like, massive like mountain storm just blow through for like whatever 10 minutes 15 minutes yeah. and then it crystal clear again and we hiked back down and i was like and 10 oh, this is, is a long time up there scared to death absolutely God's throwing rocks at you you know <laughs> in a fucking storm god's throwing ten ice rocks at you it's a long time <laughs> it was scary and it's God's like so ballsy man i well i mean you it didn't always go there, well bro. It didn't always go well. I think I must have told you the story about how the first time we did, our, our, one of the first times, how I drank all night with my buddy and then we went hiking. <laughs> I, I told you about that, right? At a diner at like two. At a diner at like two in the morning, we decided we were going to go hike Mount Beerstadt in Colorado, which was like a uh, another fourteen thousand foot oh mountain. God, after drinking all night, dude, we you, were yeah. You sitting depleted in the all the oxygen you were gonna need out of what little you were gonna get, like beyond dehydrated, right? Smoking. <laughs> How much butts. water did you take? Oh, dude, like a Gatorade bottle and a bag of sunflower seeds, and maybe like a <laughs> and a like a Twix and a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> I poured out the Gatorade and poured in like Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> But when you get up the there, dog. yeah, why not? Right. Oh, At that God. point, we didn't even go to sleep. It wasn't Jeez. 5 a.m. It was 18 p.m. <laughs> and we, uh, we, we went up to the mountain. Now my buddy was already acclimated and I got up there and I could not breathe. And I was walking yeah. and he was getting further and further away and I couldn't talk. <laughs> and I like sat down on a rock and that's kind of all I remember. And I, <laughs> so I, I came to in the Denver hospital. I went to <laughs> dude. <laughs> Someone walked me down the mountain and there was like a paramedic. I, I woke up. It was like I was Adrian and Rocky and my buddy's Rocky. He's sitting by the bed like with his head uh, in his hands. I had the tubes in my nose. I had the saline. And they yeah, were like, they, they need, like, he needs all kinds of shit. I'm like, I think I belong in New York. I don't know about this. Uh, I'll just this, VR you were it. young. I was young. I was very young. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Uh, see, that's why I can't like, uh, there's not enough electrolytes and coconut water. <laughs> coconut <laughs> water. There's not enough of anything no. for me to do one of those hikes right now, except a lot, uh, five years from now and a whole lot of training. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or a helicopter. Not where my, <laughs> no, because like, <clears throat> I'm scared of that because now I'm down here where I can kind of breathe. Yeah. Now you're going to take me up in the helicopter and just drop me off. So I'm going to go from <laughs> air to nowhere, just like that. <laughs> and then race down because you're, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, um, nature's, yeah, nature's it's, it's a terrifying thing. Um, it is. Same with surfing. I got this little surfing coming up in my algorithm, and you see the guys on those big walls. And oh, I know yeah. they know what they're doing, I know they work their way up to that. But there's just no getting around the overwhelming power, the force, the physics of it, the pounds of pressure. Yeah. It's like, why do you think they had, of course they made gods out of this stuff. It's just that much power. I I would love to see, I I would, yeah, I would love to see if Eric can find this and maybe post it up or we'll share it. I, there was a picture. Oh, dude, I should have sent this to you. You would have loved it. There was a picture of a wave taken at the perfect time. And it was like a human, like a human, like a man's face was like in the water. And it was like, they were calling it like the real Poseidon. And it was like the crest of the wave, like the spray made it look like legit Poseidon, like a, like a God's head. Like it looked like a, like a movie. Like AI like, type. Oh yeah, there's Poseidon. Like, oh, it's real. <laughs> of course. So, yeah. Oh, it's such a sick picture. I'll have to find it. But man, it was. I was like, whoa. I love when shit like that happens. When like you know, when like a there's cloud. Always, but- I think all of this stuff is like, all of it's true, and it's just been embellished. But there's a root in there that's true. Like if you see a manatee, you go, well, of course there's they mermaids. You could see a. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. You're out, out to sea, you haven't eaten in five days, and you're like an ugly ass manatee looks like a beautiful woman with a tail, you know, like <laughs> I mean what I don't know how. Maybe there were, you know, <laughs> they some rescued- got ergot and they were hallucinating or whatever. Or maybe there's actually some real mermaids that you know, half of these UFOs come from underwater. So and we haven't Dude. seen most of it. So I don't you know, I'm not ruling anything out. I just saying I think there's a root of everything that's like I, I agree hundred <laughs> percent, but just I you're saying I just had such a hilarious vision of like uh, like a rescue boat comes to save this dude and he's like i'm not leaving without my wife and he's just got like a manatee <laughs> this is my baby it's, it's, like, like this. it's just this sucky oh. <laughs> the animal's like get the fuck off me like it's, i'm not leaving without my wife i think about that where it's like and, and that's like the fun that's why i love native american like religion and folklore and 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 the oral yeah. tradition of all of it because it's like they looked up and they're like we have no explanation for this so why yeah. not like they the, the all big- have like uh the sky people they're like oh yeah aliens i mean we have outer space people yeah. you know yeah. that's why i was like so gone on the elves in ireland when i found out the entire country like really believes i mean obviously they have people that don't yeah. I told you about the the lady that was cured of her alcoholism and still doesn't believe the elves did it. But the little girl that asked 
the elves to do it and then it happened the next morning she's like sorry and then they really did for her son yeah i mean it's like yeah so but a lot of the country believes the elves are real and so like i'm reading here's the book just like native american folklore this uh icelandic, icelandic folk oh neat see that's dude, sick dude see i like that highlighting I yeah don't know if you can see it because i can't light. but no. I'm studying it like I'm studying for a college exam and I know all the clues from studying religions and I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, that's part you need to. So if you see that, you go, uh-huh. <laughs> so here's, so here's the, here's the children's book I'm going to write. You go to Iceland and you bring back a couple elves and they fix I, America. I that happened. Well, the opposite happened. I left some food out for him. Remember, the, there's uh, Jason Crosby. He said there, he looked it up while we were there. There's four days that are their favorite days. There's magic days, uh, summer yeah. solstice, um, New Year's Eve, December 24th, which is my mom's birthday, and January 6th, which is my dad's birthday, and Jesus's actual birthday, and my sister's and Earl Scruggs' birthday. Yeah, <laughs> and Earl Pretty. Scruggs. Yeah. So on December 24th. You know, I'm like, oh, my mom's birthday tomorrow. I'm like, oh, the elves, they're all over. They don't time space. That's nothing. Yeah, to yeah, an yeah, elf, yeah, yeah. To a magical a different creature. Clock. Yeah. So I put out a big platter. I made a big platter of food. It was called the giving tray. And I put some booze out there, some kettle, some of Jess's kettle one. And I left it Keep out it warm. on the, because yeah. um, they like booze. I left it out on the, on <laughs> the they... outside yeah. little ledge outside the window. And then I forgot to tell Jess about it. So the next, the next morning, she's like, what the F is going Why did you put all this food out here? The ducks are going to come and, you know, and you use my good vodka. Like, what were you doing? She just didn't remember. And I was like, December 24th, that was for the elves. You didn't move it. You should, you didn't move it, did you? She's like, yes, I moved it. You know, like, you got to reel it in, Oteal. Like, this elf stuff is getting out of hand, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, this is bad. Yeah, because you should touch it. So I made another little plate. I put another thing, but I put it inside. I was like up where the kids couldn't get it. OK, five minutes later, she goes. The microwave won't work. I'm like, what do you mean? I hear it. She's like, well, it'll turn on. The light will come on and spin, but it won't heat anything. And I was like. You should have done that. Yeah, dude. So it was the opposite of healing the country. They, they got broke the microwave, and they brought. They were like, because that's what they do. <laughs> they make. That's what they did in Iceland to us. They kept messing stuff up until we refreshed wow. the food, and then it, it would fix like that. Ask Al Evans from Soul Live. Any of y'all, we have it on camera. <laughs> Just saying. Go back and grab a couple. Yeah, and, and, and the, get them here. Yeah, and the billion, they're already here. They they did my microwave. You know the uh the Native American guy uh Coat Coat and Alicoy, they helped uh -huh. Greg stay off of booze. They were in oh, yeah. the Almond Brothers right when I joined, they would tour with us. And he hung out with um what's the guy's name that that, that the Grateful Dead were hanging with? Rolling Thunder? Rolling Thunder. Yeah. I was gonna say Black Elk, but that's his the other he wrote the book Blackout. But 
Rolling Thunder. He knows all these people. And I talked to Coke before Iceland. I didn't know anything about the elves and all that stuff. And he would talk about the little people. And I think he said he saw him in at Mickey's Ranch. Oh, they yeah. Live in the trees. In Iceland, they live in boulders and mountain. They live in rock, you know. But uh-huh. ev- every culture has them, you know, elves. Yeah, Norway the, has, the, like, yeah, totally. Africa has all the little people. Everybody <laughs> has little people. Yeah. But they're called different things. So somebody's calling it an angel. Another person's calling it a fairy. Another person's calling it an extraterrestrial. Another yeah. person's calling it an Orisha, maybe. Like, I don't know enough about Orishas to make that connection. Learn yeah. That. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's like, so... The, I'm with you, Native American, <laughs> Iceland, well, every I, folk tale or fairy tale I find. I I'm mean, like, the first thing, the first thing I remember about like that kind of like, how can you tell me it's not real? Was the Loch Ness monster to me? I remember being like, I watched that. Do you remember Leonard Nimoy would uh, narrate in search of? Dude, it, it was on like A and E. Remember the coelacanth? I used to watch that as a kid, and I was like, <laughs> "All these things are real, dude!" Like all of them. Like how could? Because it's like, how can you say? You 100% don't know. Like they would go like, we can't yeah. find the depth, the the deepest part of Loch Ness. They don't know how deep yes. it is. How can you tell me then a thing isn't living down there? Like, how can you say uh, it? Like you, you, you absolutely, we know less about what's underwater than we do about Mars. We've seen right. all, well, not underground in Mars, but <laughs> yeah, 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 the yeah, moon, yeah exactly. right. You know? What yeah, about the I mean, moon vibrating? They landed and it vibrated and made a tone. What the? What's up with that, bro? Yeah, or what if they go all- check out like some of these astronauts? There's six astronauts that have seen UFOs, right? And one right. of them that didn't, Edgar Mitchell, had a crazy spiritual experience while up there, and then started this whole, you know, foundation of science cons- scientists consortium of people that study like paranormal supernatural whatever you want to call it like that stuff is well and what if what if our senses don't see other senses in other places you know what i mean like what if we're what if you're on mars and you're surrounded by beings but our five things that our body can do don't see you that's you know what i'm saying here probably right now right now and some people do sure yeah, but we want to say, oh, they're schizophrenic, or they're bullshitters, yeah. or they're yeah. just crazy. You know, they're sure. really nice. They're actually smart in this area, but don't you know when they start talking, you know, and they get to, yeah. I'm just like, man, some people <laughs> see stuff. Some people can play things that other people cannot play. Right. Yeah. I saw Derek Trucks at like eleven. I was like, you can't do that. That's another, for me, one of those impossible things. Right. <laughs> or your brother being literally like a human metronome. Like he could, they, he, like seven years old, they discovered he had perfect pitch. Nigel seven, he turns eight on Thursday. Nigel seven, can you imagine? Oh my God. <laughs> this teacher said, yo, dude's got perfect pitch. Perfect on me. pitch. Like, you can tune your piano to your son. I mean, I think it's kind of superpower. It's my job to figure it out, but we can't just like poo poo all these people that that do well, see the other right. things. And even Colonel going, Bruce. 
Well, even going back to the hiking thing, right? Like the thing I'm stuck on now, like you're watching the surfing stuff. I'm fascinated by two, these wingsuit people that yeah. wear oh. a suit and just Dude. literally fly through valleys yeah. of, of like sharp ass rock and now, mountain. You know and what? Ironically, I think that I might try that. That's That's amazing. You say that because I'd rather do that. <laughs> then stand at the edge of the Grand Canyon for some reason. Yes, or climb up like rock or mountain. Yes, yes. Climb where I could just fall that way. Yep. Like base jumping is a thing I would do I too. Have a, a serious fear of heights. And then our first trip together, Jess took me zip lining, and my I was literally shaking, and she felt bad because now we're. But it actually was fun because I I had some I could control the speed by pulling down. Yeah. And so when you're, yeah, if you're, if you have some resistance and then you if can you could do this and you cut, con- yeah. yeah, control, I'm like, all right, I might, I probably, that would probably be fun. It's like a motorcycle. I, uh, of course. I agree with you. I think about that over, and I do, that's funny you say that because I do that comparative thing in my head too, where it's like, I don't want to bungee jump. <laughs> but I would base jump. Like I would run yes. off the side of a cliff with the parachute in my hand. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know when to let it go. Or hang glide. Although Love it. I, I, I want some practice with that technique, but yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to like, like you look at like, oh man, it drives me nuts. Like I get like goosebumpy and nervous for people who are like ice hiking, like ice climbing. Oh, and it's like they hit a thing, they hit, they have these picks. And they hit and uh, like a mini avalanche happens. And like, that's like, what? But then they just get, they do it again. They like, you know, and I don't know. That's a people are, but that's their, that's their perfect pitch though, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's so wild that someone would think to How do you even get that? Like (laughs) intuitive. How do you get the intuition to go? Not like climbing a mountain and jumping off or jumping out of a plane isn't enough. I need to wear a flying squirrel suit and like do this through, you know, like Patagonia. It's just like, wow. Like that. Well, that when you see of, the flying squirrel, you're like, I wonder. I wonder. That's that's Nigel going. <laughs> the bird can fly. fly. Why can't I? Yeah. No, totally. And he's into Pokemon. So he's imagining all kinds of mythical <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, yeah, go, dude. See, that's I where put I was. knee pads on you and put pads all around the house. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. See, he's seeing that. I just saw Oscar the Grouch. So I'm like, and <laughs> close the lid. <laughs> hey there, Osiris listeners. I wanted to tell you about our friends over at Smart Wolf. For more than 25 years, Smartwool has been making merino wool socks and apparel designed to keep you comfortable. Because they want to help you play, laugh, and explore in the outdoors with every thread they knit and every step you take. Because they believe that comfort sharpens focus and lets you perform beyond your limits. They're here to help you feel good. Now, it's up to you how far you will go. Take 15% off of your first order at smartwool.com. Smartwool. Go far, feel good. Man, you know what else? Speaking about that same thing, I found out, which obviously I should have known. It's just like anything. Some people, a a guy, a scientist that's studying the paranormal had some Uh really weird stuff happen to him. And he couldn't remember 
part of it. I think he might have had some missing time, and he didn't think he could be hypnotized, but he could by this one person. And basically, the lesson was he's like, some people are better at hypnotizing than others. They, yeah. that's their superpower. Yeah. And I was like, you know, there's a lot of people. They call it charisma, and it's all it's on that same spectrum. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah, I can yeah. see people being using that um, as, you know, they have this power, but they're a lawyer or they're using it in the boardroom. Sure. Or they're using it as sales. A manager. Sales. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Jedi metric, you know, buy this vacuum cleaner, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sell me I mean, this that's, pen. Yeah, yeah. That's an exaggerated version of it. But I was like, oh, and I, I have a Wall Street buddy. I asked him one time, I was like, is it all science to you? Because we were talking about intuition. Yeah. I said, is it all science to you? The number? He goes, oh, no, no, no. I get, I, I, it's this superpower. Yeah. He's like, I get a feeling. And, and my business manager said something. <laughs> what did he say? He said, when things don't, like, he can look at it back from afar. And if things don't look right or whatever, he sees the color red crisp. You'll have to, I'll, I'll yeah. check with oh, him. Oh, I'd like love to ask him about that. Yeah. But I was like, what? Could we just were like to hang and talking and about into it, you know, the same thing. And I'm like, wow, people and scientists are using it. Dude, this book, I'm so glad I found it. It's all a Nobel Prize winners, doctor after doctor after doctor, doctor this and doctor that. And they say, oh, yeah, that polio vaccine that I won a Nobel Prize for, I, I, it came to me in a dream. Oh, yeah, totally. So what right. do I do with that? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't my left brain doing it. It was like, oh, yeah. while I was asleep. So <laughs> interesting. that we do. I, It's so funny that you bring that up. I was just talking to, like, literally just talking to a buddy of mine about, we both have had extremely, extremely vivid memorable dreams in the past couple of days and Thank we've you. oh we've been friends for literally our entire our entire lives and we never talk about dreams and we both hit each other up almost simultaneously and was like man i've had the most vivid dream and he's like bro me too and we got on a call like and just the detail and the things that yeah. you like already somehow know going into the dream like those facts that like why do i know that i'm there's someone else here or why do I know that this is like my senior year in high school and I'm going back like those things that like your brain kind of it, it's like it, the, your brain writes a play and you're the main character in it and you're just kind of like what the fuck like how do I and the things that you come back come out of remembering and I just think about like a yeah, Nikola Tesla like what were his dreams do you know what I mean he said straight up if you want to like people that are just materialist strict materialist i'm sorry for you about the avalanche of scientists <laughs> we're about to dump on your heads they're I just mean, honestly no and they're far far smarter than, and more famous than you <laughs> so and tesla and i mean they're still suppressing his whole thing was free energy they can't let yeah. that happen his whole thing was free energy that guy. That's man. why Oof. they sit on the UFO stuff too, man. What's oil gonna be worth when they go, oh, so we could go from here to like way past Jupiter in no time? Yeah. 
and not expect yeah. you know and somehow it'll generate power zero like, point it's called zero point energy yeah where it doesn't expend more than it or it, or I don't, you know yeah 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 like it, we can't go because we just can't carry the weight of the fuel right yeah <laughs> It's wild. We're in the really, Stone Age kind of, you know, as far as yeah, technology. Dream, <laughs> it's so it's so amazing that we do remember the ones that we do, and why do we remember the ones that we do, even when they seem insignificant? You know what I mean? Like there's like well, are they are they, yeah seem insignificant is the so correct. here's an interesting what I had. Why a, would I, you remember it if it's insignificant? Exactly. I was having this, I was having this kind of not recurring. I'd say like I had it like three or four times. Does that count as a recurring dream? Hell yeah. Um, I've never had one recur once ever. That's amazing. No, really? Never had no, one. Oh, I'm so fascinated by recurring dream. I've I never had, had one repeat. This is one of those weird ones that it's kind of like, it starts with me in bed asleep. So I'm in bed asleep <laughs> and I wake up like I'm in my dream and I hear a noise in my kitchen. This is my old house that my wife and I first like moved into and I hear a noise and I walk down the hall and I'm kind of looking for the noise. Right. And I can't see anything or hear anything. It's pitch black in the house. And then I look out the kitchen window and there's a guy in the window and his face is lit up, but everything else is like pitch black. Like it's nighttime. And I look and I try to scream and he runs like he dips, like he moves his head and you can't see him anymore. And I'm trying to scream, but nothing's coming out. Like I don't have a voice. Right. So my body's like screaming and yelling. And then, dude, the, the funny part of this is I woke up to Lisa laughing at me and I'm going like, what? And she goes, what the hell are you dreaming about? And I'm like, why? And she's like, you're like whimpering right now. She's like, you're oh. like, you. and I'm just going like, oh. so like in real life, I'm kind of like. I'm like making this weird whimper, You're but in my dream, yeah. I'm screaming as loud as I can, but nothing's coming out. And there's just this face in my window. And that happened like probably three, four times. And I was like, what is dude. this dream, dude? Uh, yeah, man. If I, had I still a dream vividly see that I was face, like sitting on my back deck and, you know, a purple butterfly went by and that was it. And that happened four times. I would be like, what the, f if your dream happened, I would seriously, I would have anxiety too. I would be on medication because <laughs> I would just be like, what the, what is that? Cause I believe, you know, like that's well, something, I don't know yeah, what it is, but it's, it's interesting. I'm supposed to know. It's interesting like, that you say that whoa. thing too, about people that could be easily like hypnotized and stuff too, because I've done hypnosis a bunch and they, she said like, you are ideal candidate like it doesn't take but me a lot of both ways dude i'm out in a heartbeat i can't wait to escape this reality <laughs> like, it's like i got one foot out the door I'm like, anyway. yo, meet me halfway i'm already there i'll get you a coffee meet me on the other side but it's funny because like even when i hit the float tanks when i do psychedelics yeah. when anything like that i'm i'm ready like i'm like let's tank. go meditation I finally got this like sound thing. You know, I heard about binaural beats and I've seen it on YouTube and I'm like, true. I don't know. But one of these guys from this book, you know, I was mm. following up on his interviews and they were talking about this thing they did, the experiments to stimulate the brainstem so that you could actually get deeper sleep because you have been struggling with my sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, we'll see. I bought it. I figure if it works, I can it was worth the money and 
So I put it in and nothing's happened. It starts out with ocean waves and then you hear this. And I was like, man, this isn't going to work. Oh, and then you know that feeling <laughs> yeah. when you're like about to fall out of your body and you jerk? Yeah. Disassociation. Like it, yeah. it got me to that feeling really quick. And then like my hands couldn't feel, you know, my hands are touching my chest, but I couldn't tell where one began and the other stopped with either my hands or my chest. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm about to fall out of my body, which I really, and that's why I started doing float tanks because I was like, maybe if I just prepare myself to go, yes, yeah. don't jerk. Don't be afraid. Let fall. it go. Yes yeah. has done it a number of times. Yeah. And I want to, cause that's, can you imagine being able to just float out of your body and look around a lot of that happened to a fair number of these scientists? I mean, <laughs> you know, near death experience happens a lot, you know? Yeah. Dude. So I've experienced that's, it quite that's a why bit. I do the, the float tank and I'm thinking about trying to figure out how I can get a waterproof ear thing so I can do these, these tones in the float tank and then be like, you know what I think you could do actually, bro. And, and, and it's funny. your house and be like, <laughs> you know? let's go get pizza. <laughs> Sally's calling. You. Sally's order pizza. I'm putting my headphones in. Yo, you know, what's funny, dude, is that it, it, they do have a swim cap that has built in space for earbud type thing. Like it's waterproof. I'm on yeah. It. Yeah. Because oh, I was thinking about that too, where it's like, cause when I go in the float tank, I go a lot. And when I go in, you only have the choice of the music that they have. Yes, and I have a yes. problem with my water in my ear. Like if I look at a, at a puddle, I get water in my ears. So I was oh. kind of thinking like, is there, cause so every time I'm in there, the yeah. place I go, they have these big wax, like orange yep. earplugs that they I rip in half them. and kind of just cram them in there. So I can't really hear that music. So what I was thinking was like, if I could get some type of like waterproof cover yeah, and go in and be able to put in my own music and do that binaural. I mean, dude, that would be. Or even if they, I want to get them to pump it because you know sound travels faster through water than air. So when you're under the water, you can hear oh, it yeah. really yeah. well. So I wanted them to put it through their system into my float tank. Sure. I just need my ears. You know, I just need my ears sealed. Well, you, wait. No. So for the place you go, they don't they don't pump music through it. Yeah, they do. Oh, they or do. You can oh. have it silent. You can have yeah. it silent if you want. <laughs> so I, usually, I think I do the silence. Did I ever tell you about the time the first time I brought my wife to do the float tank, <laughs> and I was in one and she was in the other, and she was cranking, uh, like symphonic Pink Floyd or it was like Dark Side of the Moon, but it was just like no lyrics, and I'm in the float, and all of a sudden I hear like. <laughs> like the, like the beginning of time like she's just playing pink floyd so loud and it cracked me up and i was just like we got out and i'm like she have fun and she's like that was a blast and i'm like would you do like a laser light show in there like i'm like what did you? it's like if someone gets in the float tank next to you and all of a sudden you're it's like a house it's a house show i know right it's ridiculous she had a good time but we love it and you know for her she's got a bad knee and it's like awesome for her knee because it's just it's zero yeah. gravity That's and so all. you're like the, the, uh, yeah salt and yep. also i kind of feel like it's a 
massage for your mind and your body all at once. You're getting it all done in your skin. Your, like just that your mind so- can heal your body. Dude, yeah. They're, have, they're coming out of the closet about it. Have you ever been to the Dead Sea? Have you ever done that? Like, uh, no, like but float I, in have, that? I cannot float anywhere. Anywhere. My head's here. My feet just go. I'm just like that. Even in the tanks? No, in the tanks, there's so much salt in there. Oh, yeah. I float in those. You float in there, a, yeah. A person told me many, many years ago, you have to be closer to the equator. And when I went to Aruba, that's the one time I could do it. And I was floating no in shit. the ocean just because there's so much salt, ah. so much more salt wow. in there. And man, that's the most connected I ever felt, ever. Because I was like, this water goes around the entire planet. Yeah. And I yeah. am right now at one with the entire planet. That's why I love scuba diving. Because as soon as I you're under, so you're bad. like, I'm at one with everything. Like, yeah. Who knows what could swim by? Well, that's, the, that's yeah. the fascinating thing with me about underwater and space is that it's like our faculties don't work. You know what I mean? Like we're yes. the visitor. Like I can't uh, like still have, I think you still have that danger faculty. Cause you know how, when you're asleep, like if, if you're asleep and I come stand over you, you'll wake up and your <laughs> wife will too. You'd be like, you just feel like something's yeah, it's like, like, Oh, it's he'll put his headphones in. <laughs> <laughs> what? But I think that's why we like float tanks because it gets us back to that. With a womb. Yeah, totally. That whole connection where we're like totally connected and we're like, Oh, and then these other faculties, I feel like, come up more. You know, we our bodies just naturally compensate. Right. You know, something happens in your brain, like like an injury, and your brain will try to reroute around it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I lose my sight all of a sudden. My hearing. You ever see that guy who who walked down the street and he he could ride a bicycle and walk, no cane. Nothing. Blind? He would, yeah, blind. He would, he would make clicks, and he could tell how they reverberated off, and Holy actually made shit. a picture huh. in his mind. <laughs> I was like, wow, this dude, like what? It's like mental parkour, and, and had a, yeah, had a superpower, and I was like, yeah. this, I see what's going on. The other parts, I know, and I guess that's the thing about like I remember being in Hawaii, and I was like. I didn't scuba dive, but I was uh, snorkeling and I had one of those deep snor yeah. like, I don't know. I think, what do they have? Like a one-way valve, like you could go deeper free diving. I think they called it or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. when I was underwater for a minute, I don't know, a minute, seconds, I was kind of like, holy shit, this is the most beautiful experience. But then that earth, whatever flat land brain kicked the in panic. and I'm like... <laughs> I can't see or hear. I could have 10 sharks behind me just licking their lips. Like I have no, they just have like, it's cartoon. They're like tying a, a, a bib around their neck and they're like sharpening their fork and knife, like a cartoon. I don't know what's, and that's that thing of like with it, you know, the whole, like a lot of people like that. Remember that Enneagram, like um, certain people, loyal skeptics would like find the corner of a room and sit in the corner so they can see the whole room and know like nothing could come from behind me. Right. I was thinking about that underwater. There's no corner. There's no corner. There's no corner. There's no back. There's no, like you could literally turn around and like you're in the mouth of a whale. And then I stop breathing and I'm yes. like, Oh, and, and, and there's that like sense of not no control. Serious like just panic. like I have, jumping I off the that. mountain and holding the, 
you know, instead of climbing. And uh, <laughs> that's the thing where it's like, oh, if you could, that's what I mean by our faculties don't like, if I'm feeling weird in a place, I can leave. If I'm underwater and there's yeah. a fucking hammerhead behind me, like, eh. But the thing is, you you can get comfortable underwater because my it even happened to my sister in Hawaii. She was diving or snorkeling or what, I think she was snorkeling. And a shark just came up. And I was like, what was that like? She said, it didn't pay us any mind. And, you know, I follow all, all these, my Instagram feed, it's, pretty heavily populated with people that dive with sharks yeah big ones bro big Ah. tigers big bull sharks great whites swim right up to it you know they touch it it but everything's going slow you know what i mean yeah because they're calm and they're just like if you're like chill you're just another thing floating in the water but if you think they sense panic Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. (laughs) From prehistoric times. Sure. Those faculties. Fight or flight. What do humans do? Start flailing, hyperventilating. They do, you know. The first thing you do is you stop breathing. When I did my first dive, it was in Aruba and it was what they call a pool certification. So they wouldn't let you go lower than 40 feet. Yeah. And the guy said, Rule number one, breathe. And I was like, well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Until you're not breathing. Finally, I'll be able to breathe underwater. Like, why would I like stop breathing, you know? Right, right. So we get down there, you know, and it's like, oh, there's a starfish and there's this and that, you know. And I happened to look up and I saw the top of the water was 40 feet away. And so my first thought is if I was holding my breath, I don't know that I could make it back to the top in time. Yeah. And so that's exactly what I did was I held my breath. And then the panic (laughs) snowballed exponentially by every millisecond, you know, until I went. (gasps) And I was like, that's why he said rule number one is breathe. Just breathe. (laughs) That old reptilian brain just took a hold. Hold your breath. Yeah. So I, I get it, man. It's. Was, I want to do it though. Terrorizing. I, that was terrifying. I want so bad to do it. I really want to like, I, I, I want to get, cause I remember even being in Tahoe and there was like people going down into like Lake Tahoe scuba diving. And I'm like, Oh, you could even do it in like, not where there's sharks. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like sharks is so much more fun. Oh, of course. But I'd like to start where there's no shark. Like I'd, I'd rather, like to start out. I'd rather, I'd rather like go, Oh, look, a largemouth bass. <laughs> Don't start me with, with the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Let me jump true. off my roof. Let me jump off my roof into four feet of snow first. You know, things look bigger <laughs> underwater. So like a fish that's this big underwater will look like this big. Yeah. So, so what happens when you see a fish this big, you're like, it's like looking man. at a building. Jess was with whale sharks right after that last Den Company tour. Wow. And this is funny too, because, you know, they say do not get even close enough to touch them. Don't get anywhere near them, right? Yeah. Now, these things are get up to 36 feet long. So they're like a couple of feet shy of a tour bus. <laughs> right because those are 38 right just dead silent <laughs> yeah dead silent bro <laughs> well all you well she was free diving so you weren't here in the, the so she looks behind her 
And she's like, oh, that thing's really far away. Well, it's so big. It looks like it's moving slow. It's hauling ass. She turns around again. She's like, I'm about to get swallowed. Oh, my God, dude. It was it was really trippy, man. It's like we don't belong there. Yeah. You feel in the beginning, oh, you're kind of like, "This do. is yeah, there." I know, but we, do. It, feel, yeah, because you're like, like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, man. man. If you dive with my diving instructor, Jeremy would, Tanner, he's like one of our dive buddies now. He yeah. could charge us to come out, but he just—I guess he likes us, you know. <laughs> that's not. And that's man, a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, because I always have an expert. I mean, he used to dive for bodies, oh, for wow. bodies and stuff. And he, Jesus, can you imagine that? He dives wrecks, man. The wrecks this guy does, like you have to be an expert in a wreck. Like you have to know the wreck in the dark. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, it's funny, (laughs) and 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 almost kind of like which I would kind of find almost to be just as terrifying is this thing I saw where it was like a, a show about game wardens in like New Hampshire and Maine, and it's like people that go fishing. And like their waders fill up with water and they just like drown right there. And they have to go into, it doesn't have to be deep water, but it's like heavy ass rapids. They fish people out of lakes all the time. And they have to go looking for a body. You got a pool. It doesn't have to be. I mean, all the time right here in Florida, man. Yeah, dude. When you're with Jeremy underwater, dude, he's like, (laughs) he just, it's almost like when you see a, a squid or an octopus, but he can't go as fast. Like the, one of the most exciting things is these things are kind of like this. And then all of a sudden they'll just go like this. Yeah. And they have shed it off like a UFO. You're going to tell me that's not I was an like, extraterrestrial I was <laughs> sea, sea turtle. And you know how it lumbers on land. It's like, <laughs> yeah. so he's like super graceful in the water, you know, mm. and I'm trying to get up to it like an idiot. <laughs> And when I got, and he was facing away from me. So this faculty, he has it. Yeah. I crossed a certain barrier and he just went, and man, he jetted so fast. It was like two flaps and I couldn't see him anymore. And I was like, oh, oh, it's like, they're all, dude, they're just wet aliens, those things, dude. That underwater is just, I love it. I love it. It's it's my phone, right? Nigel hit me to this. Oh no, where's my axolotl? I, to, I know I have to show you guys this. Hopefully you can see it. Let's actually head over to Patreon and and, uh, and bring Eric up and we'll take a look at it. What is that? It's an axolotl, dude. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. And it looks, it's looking at you like, oh, hey, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, bro. And I'm like, that looks like, okay, this is cool, but but no on aliens. All right. Okay. No, I no. Just insanity (laughs) everybody come join us over at patreon we'll finish up this conversation with eric put on your patreon shades (laughs) thank you for joining us everybody osiris it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 